This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller, his guy Friday Christian Blatt, and superstar producer Lindsay Floyd. And now, it's him, Dennis Miller. Hey, welcome to the Dennis Miller Option. And uh, very happy today. Because Christian isn't here yet. We finally ditched him. No, Christian, uh, you know, Lindsay, Christian uses uh, ways, he tells me. And there's a new Sniglet. You remember the old Sniglets where you comprise a word for something that hadn't existed heretofore. There's now something called Ways Backups, where so many people are on Ways, and so many people are taking the alternative route, that the traffic bottleneck on the Ways route becomes infinitely more thick than the people who aren't using Ways. So in other words, I'm, t- I'm telling you to take a Ways pause and let everybody else glean the fact that there's traffic, hit their ways app, go over to the uh, the secondary route, clog that up, and then you're home free on the original route. Just it involves a little patience. Okay. Think of it as traffic interrupt us <laughs> and uh, just take your take your time. What uh, what are we doing today, Lindsay? Well we've got And I'm 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 doing this uh, this way to see if we can Quite frankly, bonsai Christian out of the whole operation. Oh, no. Because, uh, yeah, I know you like them, but it's my pod. And I'm telling you, that little fucker <laughs> will put the long knives in on me in the Roman Senate shower. He when does. He can't. Yeah, he seems sneaky. Got to watch him. And uh, I, I, I know that uh, people have called me and said, um, the name of the podcast, Dennis Miller, the name's too mellifluous. You need something that'll grab people's attention. And I say, like, what? And they say, Christian Blatt, <laughs> which sounds like, uh, I don't know, Thomas More jumping off a building or something, <laughs> blatting onto the sidewalk. <laughs> but uh, uh, before Christian does that, I'm going to try Lindsay out here as my aide de camp. Oh, no. And... Uh, Possibly we whack him down the road. No, I've had a busy day already in that I got up at dawn and uh, under my LLC name, Cody, (laughs) C-O-T-Y, I bought 51% of Kylie Jenner's makeup line for $600 million. I know what you're saying, Dennis, if you had $600 million to uh, spread around on lip gloss. (laughs) Why busting it on a podcast, free podcast? I mean, how many lips are you glossing? <laughs> I am glossing. <laughs> Here's the odd thing, though. My marketing studies have found out that I'm selling twice as much gloss as any other gloss organization. But for some odd reason, and this is the nut we have to crack, we're going to have to, as the kids say, dig down deeper on this. <laughs> the people I sell to are only glossing one lip at a time. Oh. And uh, therefore, while I sell twice as much, I'm actually even with people who sell lip gloss that uh, both lips are glossed simultaneously. I don't know. It's one of those weird business things falls between the crack. I don't really know. You men go in, smoke your cigars, and drink cognac. I'll be on here crocheting with the other women. But um, I... uh, $600 $600 million for Kylie Jenner. God bless her. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you're, you're, you're a gal. And I mean, on paper. And over the weekend. Do, I'm, work, uh, I'm working on it. Is Kylie, <laughs> do you think Kylie Jenner has anything to do with the, the makeup? or? I mean, she's What would be your guess? I would guess she wears a lot of it. Right. Do, do mm-hmm. you think, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sick of reflexively putting down the... <laughs> Kardashians is being stupid as they passed the billion-dollar mark uh, for one of the uh, young kids, although she's a Jenner. But I, I think of them all as the same. I think of Kylie Jenner. I think if Brody Jenner had transitioned, he'd be Kylie Jenner. Oh, well, maybe. And I think they're like <laughs> alter egos. So you're saying that that's his uh, his transvestite out on Wednesday name is yeah. Kylie. We have to all is have... That, is Kylie Jenner his sister? Oh, you're asking the wrong person. Well, there's a handsome kid named Brody Jenner. B-R-O-D-Y. And he has the last name, but I don't know if that's his sister. Anyway, God bless her. 600 
million. And, uh, you know, you look at Kim Kardashian, and, and, and am I alone in thinking this, folks, that, and I met her once. She was uh, quite sweet. I met her on The Tonight Show. We didn't have a big gap fest, but um, she was beautiful, except she's done something horribly, I believe, by surgery to her ass. <laughs> well, it's I'm bigger, not, right? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Her ass is bizarre. She walked up into the crowd to say hi to a soldier. It was a soldier's night on the Tonight Show, and uh, by that, by that, I mean they had declared war on me. No, they were uh, a bunch of troops were in, and she was very sweet to come in. It was like the old Bob Hope things when he would take a beautiful woman visit the troops in Nam. He always admired those women uh, for putting themselves in harm way like that. But she just came into the Burbank studio to say hi to the soldiers, and she was, uh, her face is beautiful. And she was sweet enough. I'm not saying she was Marie Curie, but well, what am I, Pierre Curie? No. Did I hear Christian's exhalation in the background? <laughs> no, it's still me. That's part of my transitioning. Oh, I see. Jeez, you've got a knockdown, blow air through your nose, Christian impression. And um, when she went up into the, the stands to, uh, I don't know, say hi to a soldier. From behind, it was misshapen. And I remember thinking, wow, why did she do that? Uh, she she uh, would be a comely lass, but I guess, I don't know. You'd have to tell me, is that one of the reasons that she's so big? Is this, in fact, the golden era of having a huge ass? Because, I mean, you know, most of the people I see, I saw a picture of Beyonce last week. Now, as uh, David Spade would say, they put a swing set into that backyard. <laughs> And I know she's uh, deified now, but um, I'm just saying there, there doesn't appear to be a better time in history to uh, have a huge uh, bucket. No. And, uh, it's true. The uh, Christian knows but, all about it, actually. Well, Christian. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I first met Christian, I don't know if I told you, he was running a burrow ride concession from mm. the small of her back uh, down through the ass crack. So whose and ass was that, more misshapen, Chris? But the asses or Christian? Oh well, the burrow was actually the uh, the ass in charge of the entire operation. Christian, I tried to do the show without you, and I love Lindsay, but I was terrible. It wasn't as good. Well, I did no, that on purpose. I just, I've been sitting I, in the parking lot for eight something minutes. Something about my uh, <laughs> my latent uh, disdain for you. Yeah, is a nice thing because she's so nice and she's just right. lovely. But right. I'm such an I need asshole. to know that you're so strong over the years. You've developed such rhino skin. Yeah. That you actually uh, give uh, sway to my mean side, where <laughs> I, I know I can lay you out, and you'll lay me out and denigrate me. And you also don't take it seriously when I lay. I can't do that to Lindsay. I have to sit here and be proper. No, she would. Uh, she's asked for counseling a couple of times. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> I just realized that. But yeah, you're going yeah, right to <laughs> make him nervous. Yeah. You were parking your car, and uh, Chris, for some reason, by logic, I never understand this with Christian. He's, he's legally blind on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. So it always takes a long time to back the car in. And he wouldn't opt for the. Uh, and by the way, who has ever used that thing that automatically backs you into the car? You mean. Do you a, have that in you your car? A, oh, no. You mean what a valet? You, you have a <laughs> fucking 72. Mazda RX-7 or whatever you're Hey, driving. 76, but, um, all right? I've had it in my car forever, and I cannot bring myself to even look. Or uh, First off, I don't have an owner's manual anymore. Does anybody remember that, where you had an owner's manual you can consult? <laughs> now I have to go onto a Wheel of Fortune apparatus and spin it around <laughs> and spell out, um, you know... <laughs> tires and then it gives me 54 <laughs> options and then just when i hit one it says you can't look into this while you're moving so then i have to pull off to the side of the road and often it's like bonfire of the vanities i whip in off an exit into compton or something and uh you know i'm sitting there reading on how to keep my tires from wearing while they're being slashed with the uh, what are the kids using today, Christian? I'm still stuck in a blackboard jungle, but uh, kids today with their switchblades? Yeah, uh, it's actually with their vape pen. Those are good for slashing. <laughs> Especially the jewel So they pods. hold you down and they make you vape some... Uh, yeah. 
Because they're like, over four to five months, this is really going to do some damage. (laughs) Do I have a complete misread on teenagers? They seem so pissy now and so know-it-all and so angry and so hateful. Are they really still thinking, I want the grape one? Does that still work on your vaping? I don't. I don't that think so. Crazy. I don't know, Lindsay. You're a teenager. What what flavor do you like? You like vanilla? Well, I'm gonna get the oh, jewel. Yeah. I'm gonna get the bubble gum one. <laughs> cotton candy. Come on. Oh <laughs> yeah, cotton candy. That Jesus. <laughs> I want to give my wife a gift she'll always cherish. For a really special gift, for the special people in your life, you've got to check out the Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame is a photo frame you can update instantly by email from anywhere. Sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Just plug in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network, and enjoy. Sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them to your personal Skylight email address. They'll pop up in a few seconds. It's great for keeping the family close and connected, especially those who live far away. It has black frame, white mat, so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent a photo. If you don't love your Skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. You can preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift, import pictures of you and your significant other, your spouse, your grandparent that you didn't even know you had. When I heard about the Skylight Frame, I thought, what a great way to display all the photos on my phone. It's so simple that even my non-tech savvy mother-in-law can sit it up and use it. Everyone in the family has been sending photos and mom ends up watching the skylight like a TV waiting for the next photo to arrive. Now as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code Miller. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code Miller. That's skylightframe.com. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. Promo code Miller. But um, where were you, Christian? Just let's get that out of the way up front. And and I told the, while you were still out, I bought uh, 51% of Kylie Jenner's makeup line this morning under my LLC name, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) I was was just trying to guess what the LLC name was. Hey, have I told this joke? Um, I went fishing over the weekend. I caught a catfish. Or at least that's what it told me on a, what well, it was on a murky phone call. I found out it was a bluegill. <laughs> it told me it was a catfish. I went over to visit it thinking, yeah, I'll shave those fucking whiskers. I get over there, it's a tiny little bluegill with a side of tartar and one of lube. <laughs> the, the jiffy lube? I was in no hurry. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a, a better idea for a, a lube place? A slow contemplative lube where you know you're getting it right. Or a seemingly forever lube where you go in. It's not jiffy. I hate that drive through thing. What was that joke I used to do, Christian, about uh, my barista at Starbucks? Told me, I, I asked her about race relations and she told me that promotion was over. And if I didn't ankle it, she'd have to call the local gendarmes. <laughs> so I just split, went over to Jiffy Lou, where I talked a little quantum physics string theory with uh, Junebug, the night shift kid who's pulling days this week because Big Stan and his old lady are on vacation in Cosmo. <laughs> See, the, uh, the delivery of that joke's all built on the, uh, the insouciance. It's almost like you're talking about crazy stuff in a, uh, you know, sort of like a pied de terre set banter. Uh, big Stan. Um, Dennis Miller here. Influencer. <laughs> Re-disruptor. One lip glosser. Re-charming bullshitter. <laughs> All these things um, are true. I went fishing this. Now, <laughs> what are we going to do today? Do we have any guests? Or, uh... well, well, we don't, but you've mentioned fish a couple times, and I realized that uh, it sort of uh, fell by the wayside, but did you realize that uh, Kipadada passed away over the summer? Yeah, we talked about it. We did a whole show on this. I don't think we did, did we? 
Well, um, I'm usually not here. I mean, my body is sitting in this chair, but I'm usually not, you know, I'm no, using air quotes. No, I think we did, because I think we got into stuff like uh, Kippa daughter passed away today, and uh, fortunately for him, Jesus Christ practiced catch and release and say bye <laughs> to the Harrows and Reno this weekend. Something like that. <laughs> I would have remembered that. <laughs> I watched the uh, first episode of The Crown last night. Have you seen it? The uh, the new batch I have not seen, no, sir. I, don't, I think they're starting to fictionalize them. Because mm-hmm. last night, the Princess Margaret got it on with the Burger King. And uh, <laughs> visiting royalty. And uh, I think the episode was entitled Anything But a Whopper. Because evidently the uh, Burger King is uh, hung like a uh, a tot. No, that, that takes it to young things. I, uh, I meant tater tot. <laughs> I understand people are upset about some of the uh, the new casting for the current season, and I guess it's a rough looking crowd. I guess putting uh, Eddie Izzard in as Queen Elizabeth was probably not the smartest move. <laughs> He is lovely, though. When did you hatch that? Just while we just when I opened my mouth. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great joke. No, she seems like a fine actress, but uh, and they did it in a bit of a clever way. Uh, It wasn't quite uh, Sean Connery on Red October, where they push into his, or Sam Neill, where they push into his mouth with a Bob Crane camera, and all of a sudden he's speaking the King's English. Remember that scene? I forgot about that. <laughs> they were at the beginning of the hunt yeah. for Red October, and everything up to that point had been Das Brangen, you know, and you're thinking, what the fuck? That sounded a little triumph of the will, so be careful. And then they uh, they were in a room on a submarine, which I guess is, it's not really a room. What are they? Quarters? Yeah, yeah quarters. Yeah. And, uh, naval man. They pushed in. Yes, you are. You could call me a seaman. (laughs) But I will call you Uh a seaman. Whatever happened to David Bromstadt from Color Splash? I'm usually pretty good with with the minutia, but I don't know what either of those things are. (laughs) Oh, there was a guy who started out on uh, the Home Network one year. As a uh, sort of like a Ronnie Howard type. His name was David Bromstad. He hosted a show called Color Splash. And uh, he would redo a house and he'd put color in it. And it was still like the worst looking place ever. And then at the end, he'd put sort of a Jackson Pollock with four basic colors on it. It looked like <laughs> Rustolia, he was using. And then the people would come in and cry. And then they'd cut away before you could tell whether. They were crying because it was beautiful to them, or they were crying because it looked like the whorehouse they found G.D. Spradlin in and Godfather <laughs> too. <laughs> but it was uh, called Color Splash. Then the next year he came back. He was less Ronnie Howard, more Eddie Haskell. And then the next year he came back, and he was, uh, you know, just tatted out to a zoo and you know, Harvey Milk tattoos on his arms. And he had just completely... Uh, um, I don't know if he's uh, it had gotten different, let's put it that way. Can I cover myself that way? I think you did a good job with that, yeah. And uh, the uh, the show continued to hold my interest, indeed. I, I was one of those people who would get a season the season before, but um, not like the crown. The crown crowd last night, I was watching it, and uh, all of a sudden, they showed a group shot of them. Uh, in a publicity photo, and uh, they had gone from the delightful Clara Foy, who was so, you know, beautiful, but not too beautiful. And whoever played Princess Margaret was kind of cool. She ended up in uh, Tom Cruise's latest Mission Impossible. And they showed a group shot of the cast this year, and I thought, all I could do is sit there and think, which one of them is Kaiser Sose? Because <laughs> very... Very usable, <laughs> or usable substance. 
<laughs> that was the porn variation on Usual Suspects. I think they did a porn version called Usable Suspects. <laughs> Remember we used to play that game, Christian, on the radio show? Like, what, what would be the porn name of any given movie? The porn movie version of the movie? Yeah. It was really difficult on the radio show. <laughs> what, like, you know, uh, Hung Sherlock Holmes instead of Young Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Is there any movies out that we can play that with right now? Or would you rather dictate some numbers to me? No, me to I would definitely it? rather come up with uh, porn See, names. See, you should have just came up with any name right there. I was thinking Christian will get this. You got it, but it was a good dangle for you just to <laughs> shout out any movie before I even finished. Would you rather me add up some numbers? Hey, and go into the my union uh, dictates that it, tank. My union dictates that I take my union fifteen at the beginning of the shift, so I still came in early. <laughs> well, I don't want a sandbag on my head from local nap. I was just disappointed so anyway. in myself that all I came up with was the hunt for Red Snatchtober, and I just felt like I shouldn't say that on mic. And uh, God, you put me in a place where I had show. to. Look at Terry Batch. The Price is Right. He'll blow himself. You know that. Looking talking about me? No, no, you're Terry Bradshaw. Right. Well, you're absolutely right that I would. <laughs> what do you? He's, what do you? What do you have on? This is. Uh, do you have on? Uh, I'm on Fox or something, uh, and Terry Bradshaw's in one of these walk-in tubs. Yeah. No, I don't quite understand the walk-in tub. I bought a walk-in tub, filled sure. it, opened the door to get in, and all the water came out. I do think that that's a that's a handsome robe that he's wearing. You know, some people this. think that they think uh, it, it's like they think Hillary takes over if Trump is impeached instead of Pence. And there are people who think, okay, um, they're not really thinking. But uh, look at him; look he at loves him. a bubble bath. My God, um, that they can fill the tub up and then open the door and get in, and there's some sort of I don't know thin veneer sheathing in there that keeps the water in. But you can't, folks. You have to open a door and pretend you're like getting into DeLorean, whatever fantasy you have about your life, making you rich and dashing, and then sit down naked with your ass on that fucking linoleum and then turn the water on. It's like, think, think about sitting there while water comes up over your ankles. And then 40 minutes later, it reaches your, you know, penis or penis if you're a woman. I, I don't want to differentiate anymore. No. Everybody's got a penis. Everybody's there's, equal. There's the male Your penis. woman penis or your man yeah, penis, exactly. I should say. Your, uh, um, what do they call it? The man penis is the MP. And, uh, Woman penis is the the Maggio, I think they call it. <laughs> the one you make love, the MPRS Maggio for a short leave. But um, you sit in there, and then around an hour and ten minutes in, it hits your navel. Finally, you get it up to your breastplate. All the water on the bottom is not cold. You know, you're in some sort of climbs thing, you know, where the water on your knees is cold and the areola water's hot. So you're, you got a light brace. You're, you're fucking, you're sous vide a piece of salmon. That's you. <laughs> An hour and ten minutes. Sure. You're sitting there and thinking, my fucking tub had a lip on it that was maybe 11 to 12 inches off the ground. <laughs> and by me conceding that I couldn't get over that or hadn't got myself in any physical <laughs> condition where I could bend the lower part of my leg and John Misha Petkovich, as Dick Button would say, triple sow cow, into the fucking tub. I've bought this thing for three grand and I've been sitting here and now my ass is like a wet book. It's just like papers are falling out of it. <laughs> and uh, it's, I, I well... They're not an advertiser of ours, are they? Not yet. Because if if but so, we, we will be a send them this time machine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's some subtle pruning going on there, and I don't mean Miyagi. I just mean that uh, the you know by the time you sit in that water for an hour, when you go to clean yourself, there are some things that have gone inside your body. Literally, I call it a. Uh, <laughs> I call it a lukewarm water retreat. <laughs> where your genitals seek the inside of your body, mm -hmm. and then you have to go into therapy and wonder if you've 
uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Holiday stress keep you up at night? There's so many gifts to buy and meals to cook and family to entertain. It's time to put an end to those racing thoughts and head into the holidays as well-rested as possible. You should try Calm, the number one app for sleep and relaxation. It can really transform your nights, which means better days. Check out Sleep Stories, which are bedtime stories for adults. They can help you fall into a deep, natural sleep in minutes. The stories are narrated by iconic voices like LeVar Burton and Nick Offerman. If you go to calm.com slash Miller, you'll even get more blissful. You'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. It includes hundreds of sleep stories and a ton of other content like soothing music from artists like Sam Smith, guided meditations, breathing exercises, and so, so much more. Over 60 million people use Calm. Join them today and get the sleep you need tonight. For a limited time, our show listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Miller. Comes with unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com slash Miller. That's calm.com slash Miller. All right, what are we going to do today? <laughs> well, we've got uh, we've got some uh, news we can talk about. Uh, there's a handful of voicemails. How many shows are we doing today? We're doing 14 shows. They're doing two, actually. And uh, we have no guests. No. Every, I, I uh, sent up a flare, and you uh, called everybody, everybody said no. But we have some great did, guests lined up not, for the next uh, couple of weeks. Did not the SS California see us and say they were ahead all engines to get there in time for us? No, they were heading the other direction. <laughs> we This to... is the SS Titanic. No, the HMS. Yeah. Uh, Titanic, we've hit an iceberg guest-wise. We're going down. Can you come get to us? They got there the next day. And all they found was the windsock on Christian's mic. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Titanic chairs. because I did try to get the guy who said iceberg ahead in the movie, and uh, he uh, also Victor. said no. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Victor Garber played uh, Light Taller. I yeah. told you when I went to see it the first time. I was at the world premiere. I, I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm a Titanic freak. I actually own a letter that was on the Titanic. And uh, fucking, it pisses me off. It's probably why I got such a deal on it at uh, the auction house. Is uh, the letter, the the text of the letter is, I I can't tell you much, but I'm absolutely not on the Titanic. <laughs> so when I say to people, I have a letter that was on the Titanic, and then I show them the letter, they often say, well, it says he's not on the Titanic. Yeah, you know, forget that. He was panicked. <laughs> <laughs> he's panicked he was sitting playing music in the lounge on the piano the Steinway and it rolled forward and got his baby toe and he he knew now he and his man were going to get dressed in their best finery sit on the round couch in the lobby and go down with the ship and his fucking dogs were barking <laughs> the whole way down I just wondered I, was Guggenheim on that and um, I know there was rich people Christian Sure. And I always wondered when I'm in the Guggenheim Museum, and you know, you get up top and then you pretend you're Heather Graham roller babing down <laughs> to the bottom. That, uh, you know, they say the fat Bob Zamuda guy who played the expert in the Titanic movie with Bill Paxson said that uh, it spun down like that. And so when I'm in there, I often wondered did the Guggenheim family. And then I often think, well, I don't even know if Guggenheim was on the boat, so that would be the first thing to check. Well, it's Benjamin. You have the manifest there, David Hedison. We obviously I carry it around all the time. And uh, by the way, the uh, roller girl down the. Do you ever uh, have something that interests you at some point in life? No, uh, not that common. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to stop you right there. I just thought it was worth uh, making sure Did that you, you understood. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Have you ever had a hobby that falls apart in an instant? <laughs> uh, just my canning. Where it seems so important. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day I was getting up. 
me a graphic copy of a menu from the Titanic. He <laughs> framed an Aaron Brothers for like $70. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and I never picked up another piece of Titanic paraphernalia or memorabilia. But up until that instant, I... I I must have thought I was Leo chained to the standpipe <laughs> on deck four. But then, as they said, $70, and I had already gotten it framed in some shit frame with some gold <laughs> scroll on it to pretend I was in Billy Zane's yeah. suite. <laughs> oh, I thought, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? This isn't even, this is a mimeograph. And... So I should not oh, give you that folks, fork from I'm Hindenburg that I picked up for Christmas? When I when I enter a, a loser thing, <laughs> nobody loses it up like me. I really am a, a winning loser. <laughs> I like to win at losing, okay? Hey. <laughs> how the fuck did this car race film... Oh, I should quit saying fuck. Uh, how the fuck did this car race film make $30 million. What's it called? Four-cylinder versus hybrid? Or... <laughs> Ford versus it's Ferrari. It's like the worst name. But I, I guess then, I guess a worse name would have been Charlie's Angels. Um, well, I think they tried to wake up a sleeping giant. Listen, nobody, people, you know why people watch Charlie's Angels. I do. Because Farrah is on the back of their door in an orange tank top where you can see her nipples. Mm-hmm. Through the fabric, sure. And then they shifted over to Cheryl, who I love. I love Cheryl. Uh, I, I I haven't seen her in years, but she used to live here, and I'd see her frequently. And her and her husband, I, forget, I think his name was Brian. They were so nice and dashing, but it was always her on some yacht in a striped string bikini. You know, these are like things from boys' hard drives that stick in their head. That's why people watched it. And is it now not about that? Is it about kicking guys' asses who think you're attractive? I think that uh, that's part of the narrative, but I just know from the the commercials that I would see on the, uh, as Norm would say, on the uh, on the TV. But uh, you know, it made no money because I I don't think, I don't think people traditionally want to be scolded. Yeah, you know, I know I know people are pushing. Uh, there's a big, a lot of people pushing a lot of chips in on uh, scorn porn, <laughs> where literally the woman. And the man in the porn scene castigate you for watching it while they're fucking. <laughs> Scorn porn. What are you looking at, loser? <laughs> Can't get this yourself. That's what's coming next. Scorn porn. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Charlie's Angels made nothing. And you know, um, Liz Banks has an eye. That's the thing. Not since Jane Campion on the piano has somebody had an eye like uh, Elizabeth Banks. And now, I don't know, is she going to be saddled with this growth? Uh, and uh, if she is, how quickly before she plays the, uh, how many men are allowed to have a bad film? Yeah. And continue to get work and show memorized list five. And uh, all I know is my position as dialogue coach to the smart-ass raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxies remains locked. Yeah, I mean, he needs... Uh, because I came to his trailer once. It wasn't really just more like a hutch, a mm-hmm. wheeled hutch they had him in. And he was in there um, auditioning other marsupials for a minor <laughs> part, playing his uh, his gal Friday. I, I believe her name was... <laughs> which is some sort of raccoon pleasure sound. Anyway... Uh, he had taken his mask on and was making her wear it. I walked in on it. I've got leverage now. And I will always be on every set that motherfucking record. Listen, if I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm cranky. I can put that in more flowery language if you want, but it's just the truth. And I think you might be like me. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. How is purple different from how is purple different from other mattresses? The purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses brand new material that was developed by an actual, not figurative, rocket scientist. It was not like the uh, memory foam I'm used to. 
The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported well. It still feels really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. 100-night risk-free trial is something I am presenting to you right now. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. That's 100 nights. Backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns. You're going to love purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress, like Yogi and Boo Boo. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text Dennis to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Dennis to 84888. That's D-E-N-N-I-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Um, What are we going to do today? (laughs) I wanted to talk more about the raccoon and Charlie's Angels, but... Isn't there a raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy? There absolutely is. Oh, I finished a couple great books over the weekend, I should tell you. There's a brilliant book. And, you know, I respect him so much, I wouldn't even try to get him on here because he's in the podcast business. And I I, I don't know his work. I haven't watched American Psycho, but Brett Easton Ellis has a brilliantly astute book out called uh, White. And even the uh, name, I think, I wonder if he's rabble-rousing there, because he's just had it with woke culture. And he's a really good writer. I don't know his work that well. I only know a couple movies, uh, Less Than Zero. And then uh, I I dabble a little bit with American Psycho, but I can never make it past the part where he opens his freezer and they haven't even racked focus, but there's a... Somebody's head in a baggie next to the fudge sickles. Have you ever seen? Yeah, that? that's that's pretty close to yeah. Well, whatever that part is, I have to bail because I think, oh, what are you watching this for? But um, he this book was great. I don't even know what he makes of his movies. You know, off times, and I think he's a guy who doesn't whine a lot. I think once he turns the movie over, he's one of those guys who understands he he got what he wanted out of it artistically and financially when he wrote the book. These guys who want to stay with the book all the way through the movie, and then the sequel, and then eventually the flip chart that grade school kids use stick figures on on their beaver notebook. He wants to get involved in that. You know, then that stick figure wouldn't do that. Um, but it's called White, and it's a brilliant dissection of woke culture. So give it a read. You know, he likes it. And then... He he was on the radio show. He uh, had written an article. uh, This is a few years ago, obviously, because it was the radio show. And uh, there a lot of people wanted to have him on. And he's like, well, I'll talk to Dennis. I don't want to talk to anybody else. So he definitely likes you. That's all I wanted you to know. Oh. Well, I like him. But I I hate that thing where you call and say, we would be on? And then they wonder. So I'm just going to put it out there, Brett Easton Ellis, that I'm not going to call you to have you on because that seems like I'm... Um, have a agenda on singing your praises. Just let me sing them whole-throatedly. That book's brilliant. And uh, he, in a nutshell, exposes all the bullshit that's going on right now. It's very cathartic, that book. And give it a read. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis White. And Christian, uh, and I'm not doing this to be goofy, but I really respect him so much to, for that book that I don't want to call him, okay? What if he calls me? Oh, sure, if he heard. I mean, I'm not yeah. an idiot okay. about it, but I, I just uh, I don't like to give compliments by means as a cudgel to try to get somebody on. Uh, I think he's got a podcast probably doing great. I I should listen to it. I, I started following him on uh, Twitter. Oh. I only follow eight people. Must be nice to be followed by you on Twitter. <laughs> but somebody fell out. Oh, Christian, <laughs> are, you, are you even on Twitter? Yeah, that's fine. I, it's Christian. <laughs> it's, it I'll follow you. No, no, Fuck, no, no. How do I do it? <laughs> no, I don't mind. Chris, you, I love it. No, you had a number. You, I always remember you had a number that you didn't want to go beyond of your followers. Yeah, so. As long as it stays in single digits, yeah. I think I've got you're down to, I'm not being a You're prick. down to seven Christian, now. I love you. No, we tease, please. but I love I know, you. That's fine. Oh, come on. I just got to find how to do it. Um, let's do it right here. How do I follow you? Type in home, and you just like everyone in the audience can type in Christian DMZ. What do I uh, uh, then? I hit the little uh Sherlock Holmes eyeglass to put you in, yeah. That that should uh, have me come up 
Um, surprisingly, you're only, when you type in Christian, you're only five billionth on the yeah. list. <laughs> That's right. So your career's gotten a little hotter. I think I looked into this last time. Yeah. It was seven billionth on the <laughs> Christian. <laughs> DMC, Christian. just like yours. Holy Christ, I have cloven hooves. <laughs> it says Christian. Wasn't he a president of something? Of, uh, he was C-H-R-I-S-T. a prime minister. C H R I S T. I don't know how people type on these things because I have the tiniest. I have Russ Tamblin and Tom Thumb hands, <laughs> and I can't isolate on these little boxes. Christian D. What's the DMZ for me? Well, that's just that's how people knew me. Christ, how... can your life get any more intertwined in mine? No. <laughs> What the it, fuck did that happen? It's the only following. thing that I consider myself famous okay. from. Now, who am I following in total? Cancel. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute. No, no, I didn't. He just follow me for I'm eight trying seconds. to get back to... Uh, <laughs> uh, would you like me to read off who you're following? Cause I, yeah, okay. yeah, please. Christ, how much uh, do I have to beg for help here? I'm lost. So you follow Brady Stanley. Would you like me to help? <laughs> fucking Dr. Empathy. Well, you're like the Baywatch guy who dives in hey. when the other person goes cobalt blue. Yes. That's what I said to get, Benjamin. Get into the waves. That's, I'm floundering. That's what I said to Benjamin Guggenheim Christ on the Titanic. Christian. I said, you're Mr. Like, Guggenheim, uh, would you like me to help? And huh? he said, no, I'm good. <laughs> you're like uh, Yasmin Bleeth if she became Ben Grimm. <laughs> so. <laughs> so in addition to Brett Easton Ellis, you follow Brian Regan. Thomas okay, Keller. Stuff. Right. The great show. Bo Derek. My dear friend. Grant Ackhats. Um, genius. Steve Martin to go. Mm, funny man. And uh, best of all, Slim Paley. Ah, oh, my beautiful bride. I used to follow John Corbett, but he quit. Oh. Quit putting anything up. He's so sensitive. Wow. But uh, I remember for a year and a half, he put nothing up but bad drawings of... Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, that's hysterical. I love that. Remember that from fans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would all post them and he'd go there and he'd pick ones that what was sort of like Dirk Diggler art yeah. of John Cougar. That's all he put up for a year and a half, oh, which I loved. Corbett. I told him, John, that's genius. He said, well, what's funny about it? And I said, come on, forget it. Let's go watch Wonderful Whites of West Virginia again. Oh, God. John's from West Virginia. So there's no more <laughs> Those are his people. than playing. Tom Servo to his Joel Hodson <laughs> as we watch Weird, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia together. So what other books have you finished? All right, I'm following you now. Uh, finished. Thank you. I way. told you I finished uh, Brando the Contender. Yeah. And he butted heads so much on, uh, not Countess in Hong Kong. Uh, he hated Charlie Chaplin, by the way. Thought he was a despot, and he's. I guess he was funny in the old days, but God, what a horrible man! Because for Charlie <laughs> Chaplin to somehow mismanage Brando and Sophia Loren and make it a bad film, you know, he really had to go the <laughs> <Yeah>. extra mile. <laughs> but there's another uh, film, uh, Tea House of the August Moon, and it seemed to me that Brand somehow Glenn Ford got into Brando's kitchen. And as far as acting goes, it did not seem like that kitchen, the, the kitchen seemed impregnable. But all of a sudden, it was like Brando was in the kitchen, and all of a sudden he heard Glenn Ford's raptor toes clicking on the, <laughs> the linoleum in the kitchen. Oh, no. I always love, one of the best things about that was the, what they named the island. Uh, Isla, what was it? In the Jurassic Park, Isla, look that up, Christian. It, 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 I think it's a fictional name of an island off Nicaragua or somewhere, Guatemala, but the Isla something. Isla Nublar. Uh, oh. Isn't that, is Michael Crichton great? Fucking genius. God, I miss him. Ah, what a fucking genius that was. That's the smartest man I've ever met. I know people say, oh, what are, you, what are you kidding me? Didn't you interview Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, he seems smart enough, but... Yeah, but that's space Smartest stuff. guy I've ever met is... Uh, it's easy to be smart about space, which doesn't even exist. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah, to I'm me. not convinced that's yeah. not a whole big Truman Show tarp. Yeah. That oh, they lay oh look. Night over. Moon rocks. Really? Those look like they came out of my garden. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's a good attitude for an open mic night. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing. 
but I'm doing a professional podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is the Brett Easton Ellis podcast? I didn't realize. <laughs> You're on rapping with Jay McInerney. <laughs> but um, it's a little nublar. Wow, that's beautiful stuff. I don't get Charlie Chaplin Anywho. either, by the way. Anyway. Oh, right. Um, so, uh, Chaplin, uh, but uh, Brando, somehow Glenn Ford got into Brando's kitchen. And I thought, I'll read a Glenn Ford biography. So the only one I could really find was called Glenn Ford Life. And it was by his son. And they can sell the son and he had issues. It's not quite uh, B.D. Davis or Christina Crawford. It's not a complete <laughs> betrayal, but it's in the ballpark. So he was okay it's, with uh, he was okay weird. with wire hangers. That wasn't a problem. It was. Um, and by the way, yeah, I'm surprised that the uh, uh, you watch um, uh, when they ar- eventually run uh, Amy Comey Barrett for the next position that opens up on the Supreme Court, which could be uh, you know you never know. Life surprises you. But uh, it could be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think it was out with stomach malady last week. So every, every time she's sick now, people wonder. And you just wonder. She's had some bad cancer in her life. So um, when they eventually run her, the left will do an anti-Amy Comet Barrett ad with Faye Dunaway's Joan Crawford character singing, No wire hangers! <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Mummy dears, because they always play that card, right? Yeah, of course. There's no mid-ground about states making the decision and all that. It's no. always about uh, next thing you know, I'll be interrupting Lady in the Tramp spaghetti dinner on the alley with a wire hanger. So um, the, uh, the Glenn Ford book written by his son, and it's pretty, I don't know, there are parts of it where he's very laudatory. I, I can't say I didn't find the man a sprightly writer to some degree. I thought it, he was very sweet about his mom. I don't know. Do you know who Glenn Ford was married to and had his son? I actually uh, do not know. Do you know the male equivalent of Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire? As uh, well, it's, it, obviously there's Ginger Rogers and Sid Trees, but great the greatest solo dancer ever. Not as Ginger say, you know, four inch heels backwards was Eleanor Powell. If you go back and watch some of this stuff, there's a movie about Hawaii. There's a movie where she's on a battleship. She's the greatest tap dancer ever. And I, I know. I know you're saying, what about Bonnie Franklin, one day at a time? Yes, I know she uh, and Pat Harrington did an amazing knockoff of the Asterisk or uh, Eleanor Powell number. But Eleanor Powell is a dervish and kind of a cute one. And legs, you know, uh, dancer's legs and just a big honking star. And a sweet woman, and the kid pays homage to his mom, and she steps down. She's she, at the end of her life. Eleanor Powell, if you watch That's Entertainment, at one point, and the kid brings this up in the book, they're going to show the one duet she did with Fred Astaire on film, and Sinatra says, Keep an eye on this, because this ain't going to come around ever again. And it's true. At the end of it, like three minutes, you're just breathless, thinking, My God, what a talented people. And uh, that was his mom, and she drops out, and Glenn gives her, you know, alimony and that after they divorce, child support, but she's not rich at the end. You know, she's in an apartment somewhere in Hollywood, and she, you know, falls back on her Christianity. She seemed like a sweet soul, and uh, but it just amazes me. I, I don't know their acrimony, but you, you would think that Glenn Ford would just... Glenn Ford died with a personal fortune $12 million. You know what that's like to make $12 million when you're doing films in the 40s, 50s, and 60s? When the, You mean when the studios kept 99% of Yeah, when they, they put yeah. away $12 million. Wow. You'd think he would have laid a million on her uh, somewhere along the way, but because she seemed like a great mom to his kids. But uh, And I, I must say, I don't know if it's the kid putting me off him and the kid reveals his diary entries towards the end when he's a lonely old man and his young wife leaves him. And, you know, he puts the, the diary entries on in the book. And um, and then I have the weird thing where I think, what are you, what are you fucking grizzly? What are you ogling the train wreck? <laughs> Skip by these. Yeah. 
And I can't say I did. Um, it's interesting when you find when you're disappointed in yourself over something minor. Granted, I mean, I guess I do have that side, but I don't think enough people can see that they have those sort of uh, weaknesses and unbecoming traits. I should have jumped that in that book. And there are things that I won't. Uh, I always thought if somebody fucks up Prince Andrew, I'll I'll watch Prince Andrew flounder like that because he's a pig to me. But I don't want to watch his mother have to answer. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the people who are like uh, Gary Hart. Yeah, I didn't mind when he was floundering. Lee Hart, I don't need to know what his wife thinks. Or I don't want her getting jumped at her garage door. But uh, I, I do know that I remember thinking I should not read this. And I did. Because it was like eight lines. And it was just him. I miss my, I miss you, whatever the girl's name is. I can't even remember. And quite frankly, she front ran with him and a little, and then split when he got sick. She was out the door. So I don't, I'm not saying uh, I wouldn't read about somebody who, quite frankly, was not, you know, she wasn't uh, Mother Teresa. But it's funny when you read a book like that and you get to a salacious part and think, should I not read this? And then you do. And how disappointed should you be in yourself? Not maximally. I mean, there are more egregious errors in life, but it, it does remind you that everybody's got a little bit of, uh, as Derbingo says to Roe Clooney in the indoor-outdoor nightclub at the beginning of White Christmas, which I'll be watching probably in the next week. I like to watch it this time each year. Oh, everybody's got a little larceny in there. <laughs> uh, and I guess we all do. But anyway, the Glenn, the Glenn Ford book, Hard Worker, probably an underrated actor. I thought he's just brilliant in Gilda. And uh, George McCready, brilliant in Gilda. And Rita Hayworth. Uh, that's his... That's the ultimate on-screen performance, uh, not uh, drama-wise or anything, but just as far as uh, sexy, beautiful, vivacious woman to me, Gilda, uh, Rita Hayworth. Unbelievable. So you're okay and with the whoever, fact that uh, right now I'm keeping what I'm going to one day say are your private diaries, and I will publish them you know, many, many years from now after you pass, but uh, I'm just sort of taking my interpretation, and I'll pass them off as yours one day. That's okay with you, right? I, I have a recurrent dream that I have a locked diary, and everybody in the world has a mini key to it except me. <laughs> I don't quite know what that indicates. Everybody can get into it except me. I tried to find a more interesting way to say the original thing. And you can see I just ate into the sway I had from the first pass. You definitely did it better, boss. Let me try it again. I, no entry, world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, unfortunately for this installment, I would have to say that that's our Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dennis Miller Option, exclusively on Westwood One. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on the Westwood One app, westwoodone.com, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember to rate, review, and share. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Westwood One.